welcome to The Watcher's Diaries, a weekly podcast all about Buffy. I'm Mary. And I'm Froggy. And this week we're talking about Season 3, Episode 22, Graduation Day Part 2. Another season. And I'm Jackie. I'm here. Yes! And you're Jackie. (laughs) (laughs) I was getting there. (laughs) Here too. (laughs) Yes. Jackie's here with us too. Um, Just... A short announcement and a story. Um, so Big Bad is out. I got it at Barnes & Noble this past week. So go out, find it. I'm so excited to read it. And then Spirit Halloween. If you guys have a Spirit Halloween near you. Which, let's be honest, unless you live in the wilderness, you probably <laughs> yes. do have a Spirit Halloween near you. There's probably a Spirit Halloween in the wilderness. You know those old hollowed out trees? That's where you're going to find the Spirit Halloween. There are this is true. So um, but the trick is you have to go into a store because it's not on the website. But if you go into a store, they have Sunnydale High mugs. Oh, cool. So I got one the other night. And I just, I'm going to plug Spirit Halloween in general because first off, fantastic story. So the girl who checked me out, we were talking and she's originally from Seattle where James Marsters lives Oh, I didn't wait. I didn't realize he lives in Seattle. He either lives there or lived there for a period of time. Oh, okay. Because obviously she does not live in Seattle anymore. Right, right, right. Mary did not go to Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> well, Seattle is awesome if you want to visit Seattle. Just don't go there to stalk somebody. Um, <laughs> they used to go to the same grocery store. Oh, cool. So she would occasionally be like in the grocery store, like, it's spite. And like trying not to geek out. Just- Piano, I forget the actress's name. Elizabeth Berkeley used to go to my grocery store the, when I lived in um, like the Brantwood area. And I remember, I remember I would be like, I'm so excited. I'm so scared. Like, <laughs> I keep thinking about that every time I saw her. Sorry. That was really. No, no. I love it. Um, but I'm also just going to plug Spirit Halloween for a second because first off, their collections are always on fire this year they've got like hocus pocus the haunted mansion going they've got a huge beetlejuice collection but along with having like seen james marsters in person the girl who checked me out was actually one of the children that their foundation helps oh um, nice. like, when you donate money like when they ask if you want to donate money on and she like was telling me how like spirit paid for her like entire operation as a child oh that's Aww, awesome that's yeah awesome. so so yeah. go, you know, round up, whatever. How about these kids? Buy cool Halloween stuff. It's a win-win. Yeah, yeah I always, I always do that at Spirit Halloween because a lot of the, a lot of the stores. What you don't realize is the money is already donated by the store. So a lot of the, like a lot of the stores are very shady with yeah. uh, what they're with what they do with their donations. But yeah, Spirit Halloween is one of those that I always will give the money for and it's always great to hear a story from somebody yeah like that was really cool benefit awesome. so you know that it's actually yeah working. yeah I, I was there at like 4 30 on a thursday so i was like the only person in the store so like yeah. they were like we were chatting at the counter for like 20 minutes it was great but yeah there's yeah the, the joke about spirit halloween is always like there's probably one down at the bottom of the ocean somewhere they're gonna get to space and they're gonna find an old store with a spirit Halloween. It's I remember when the queen died, wasn't there like a meme yes. with it on Buffy? Yeah, the yeah, on, on the palace. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, they move fast. <laughs> oh, spirit Halloween. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a great it's it's a great 
like it's it's, it's, fun. A, it's seasonal. If, if you love Halloween stuff, it's a blast. And it's it's such a great like it's a seasonal thing, and they can go anywhere. So there is always stores that are. I feel like we have a permanent one though. Like there's there's a there's one um, on the five on the way from Los Angeles to Disney that I feel like is always there. So, so I feel there like is there is at least one. I don't know if there's more than one because somebody was showing it on TikTok that it was like an actual like nice metal like sign out front, not like just the banner. And they were like, wait, <laughs> what is this? Like, why? Why does this look like this is permanently here? So I think there is at least like one like headquarter store or something mm-hmm. that's always there. And it would make sense. It would be out near you guys. Mm-hmm. All right. Let, let's let's get into this. Ooh. So graduation day, part two. It aired July 13th, 1999. So as we mentioned last week, there was a huge gap between when part one of this episode aired and part two due to the Columbine massacre. Interesting thing was that there was a huge debate about whether to pull this or not. Mm-hmm. Earshot, the decision was made right Earshot's away. Earshot's a little bit clearer because, yeah. um, because it deals directly with the same kind of content yeah. as to what happened with Columbine. Yeah, but this, this got a lot more debate and the decision was made only two hours before the episode was due to air and it caused an immense backlash. I remember that. Yeah, I do. I remember this. Yeah, the WB was flooded with letters and emails all demanding the finale be shown. Sarah herself spoke out against the decision. Mm -hmm. Um, But Seth Green stood with the network agreeing that it would have been rather callous to show it at its original time slot. I don't know. For me, like the content of the episode is really so removed from what happened at Columbine. Yeah, yeah. What see the thing? The thing is, like with this episode, and you know, as we'll we'll see, is this episode is all the kids working together and to defeat to defeat demons demons so like yeah like with earshot even though you know earshot turned out to be completely different you know but that context yeah well buffy thought it was somebody who was gonna kill kids at the school yeah Yeah. so that that made more sense but i mean so from what i understand it wasn't so much the plotline content itself it was the it fact was, that kids die in the episode. It was the fact that it showed kids hiding weaponry under okay. their graduation robes. Okay. Mm. And they blow up the school. And this was about to air right before a bunch of graduation ceremonies. Yeah. And so they were like, we don't really want to teach children how to sneak weaponry into their <laughs> graduation ceremony right after yeah. the school was just shut up. So that is my understanding of the like, Maybe Reason. we didn't show yeah, this. Yeah. It wasn't like the plot line itself. But it did finally air in July, two months after its original slot, when most school terms were over. It drew a record viewing of 6.5 million viewers. Yeah, because everyone's like, okay, we need to see the ending of this. And also yeah. controversy always pulls more people in. So people who might not have even originally watched the episode would have watched it just to see what the big deal was. Right. Interestingly, the tra- since the tragedy was an American one, the airing was not delayed in Canada. Yeah. So 
bootleg copies of this started showing up online, which the creator fully supported and told people to go out and find the bootlegs. Oh yeah. Um, on the same, on the same subject of bootlegs, um, with all of the animation that's been pulled from HBO max. What a fucking dumpster fire. A I'm always talking of- about what a dumpster fire that was. Yeah. Cause, cause two of our, two of our favorite, two of our favorite series are infinity train and summer camp Island, which are two series that whenever somebody's looking for animation, I would always, always recommend. Aren't they not like, as far as I read, they, they aren't telling the people who created no, these series. No, that they are doing- not, they are not telling them. Nobody knows if it's going like none of them know, like they found out at the exact same time everybody else found out. But a lot of the creators are like, oh, you know what's free? Pirating. <laughs> like they they just they don't care anymore because there's not anything that can be done because they're being written off as a loss. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's it's it sucks. It sucks because there's the thing with the pirating too is that once once it's it's a it's a way to create a cult following mm-hmm. so that then you can eventually get I'm not saying that they're thinking this. I'm saying they they probably genuinely just want people to see their content. They do, yeah, but, yeah. But you know, uh if you create a cult following, there's always the opportunity for like DVD kind of home video mm-hmm. sales, uh sell-through sales on yeah. um Apple um at the Apple marketplace. So Yeah. So there it's so it, it's a way to get fans, but it's a way to get your content out there. Yeah, so, and people, like, animation is getting, like, people just write off animation so quickly, and it sucks because there's so much It, it especially sucks because during the pandemic, the easiest thing to create was animation. And that's you have that's everybody exactly. working at home. So there was and actually a happened. boom of mm-hmm. animation. And so there's some going to be, if there isn't already, some incredible animation projects that came out of the pandemic. Yep. That's so, what happened with Summer Camp Island. They were yeah. working on it in the middle of the pandemic. But anyway, yeah, like it's just the fact that the fact when creators are like, yeah, bootleg it, stream it. I don't care. And I mean, back when um, Game of Thrones was on, like it was one of the highest pirated shows yeah. yeah, because there was no, uh, when it started, there was no, you had to watch it on cable. You had to as, watch it on cable. Yeah, as the yeah. shows went on, then they had the streaming platform, um, which at the time was like, what, HBO Now? Now, Go or yeah, now. yeah, yeah, HBO So Go. then you could watch it through the streaming platform, but the easiest way to see it if you didn't have cable was to bootleg it. Yeah. I'm just waiting for a disgruntled employee to uh, dump the Batgirl movie online. Mm. because i think that's gonna eventually happen my guess know. is with a movie like that they might be negotiating something with hbo to get it released on a different platform i don't think so they can't no, if they're so. taking it if they're taking it as a tax write-off it can never see the light of day like it has to be considered it basically has to be locked up that's what zaslav is doing is he's trying to just dump shit as tax write-offs so yeah like all of the the, the animation and stuff like will never and it's such a mess because now that they're trying to merge discovery and hbo max which are two very different like they have two very different audiences it doesn't make sense it's like the people who want to see reality tv or you know discovery i'm not saying it's reality like kardashian reality it's it's unscripted television unscripted yeah 
and and prestige dramas and Mm -hmm. and stories i'm like these things don't mesh and you're trying to make them mesh and unfortunately zaslav came from discovery right so he has a he has a he's primed to to be preferring discovery yeah so anyway such a dumpster fire we are we i i fully support pirating my i married a pirate family so Literally, my husband's family were pirates. Nice. <laughs> they were actually, no, they were privateers. They were legal pirates. Ah. So our synopsis is conclusion. Buffy must confront the mayor one last time after his ascension threatens to disrupt Sunnydale High's commencement. Meanwhile, the gang readies for a grueling graduation ceremony. What are our international titles? This week, we have in Armenian... School Completion, Part 2. Finish, Closing Ceremony, Part 2. French, The Ceremony, Part 2. The Germans give it to us once again. Yes! The Day of Retribution. Yes! <laughs> oh my god, I love it! Oh, you dramatic Germans. They were two two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row they gave it to us. Hungarian, The Graduation Ceremony, Part 2. Italian, The Challenge, Second Part. I remember Russia- we didn't like the first one because we were like, what is, like, this is so vague. What is the yeah, challenge? Yeah, and Russian finishing school part two. <laughs> ah, the Germans are bringing it. They, yeah. they, they came through for us. I See, I like, like I said before, I think last week, I like when in first part and second part where they, the countries do something completely different instead yeah. of doing a part one and part, part two. Part one and part two, yeah. Yeah, last week's was really good, too. <laughs> yeah, last week's was good, too. A previously on tells us all we need to know from last week. Willow lost her V-card to Oz, the mayor speaking at graduation, which also just happens to coincide with the Ascension, Buffy and Angel are no more, Faith poisoned Angel, the only cure for which is the blood of a slayer, and Buffy, in an attempt to drag Faith to Angel so he can use her blood, may have just killed her. Then we're back on the roof of Faith's apartment, Buffy still holding the bloody dagger. Unsure of what to do now, she slowly gets to her feet, leaving the dagger behind, and descends down a ladder off to the side. Which is good, because her exit allows her to just miss being discovered by the mayor. A vampire informs him that there's no one in the apartment, and he's not surprised. Not when there's clear evidence that they took the fun outside. After all, his Faith doesn't like to be cooped up. He orders the vampires to find her. Find them get everyone on it. The vampire tries to remind him of the appending ascension, how there are more dire things at hand, but the mayor won't hear of it. Find them. The vampire leaves, but the mayor remains, talking aloud and saying that Faith's a good girl. She can handle anything the Scoobies can throw at her. She's gonna be okay. And he repeats that to himself over and over. She's gonna be okay. She's gonna be okay. I like that you can see how how much he cares about her. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's what we've, it's what we've been saying the entire time. It just, uh, Oh, I hate this show sometimes because I'm like this man. This man is going to kill everyone. He's going to oh, kill yeah. everyone. And I'm sitting here feeling really, really bad for him. Right. Yeah. And then, um, and then I, I love his acting in this scene because when he comes in, you can see it slowly dawning on him and slowly brewing that something mm-hmm. might have happened to Faith. And he he kind of unravels throughout the scene as he's realizing that. So it's it, it 
it was just really love, like really a really good acting job to just mm-hmm. see him do this. Yeah, he's he's it, and that's one thing that again, like Mary said, he's the villain. <laughs> you know that he's gonna get it in the end, right. but he's a very complicated villain. Mm-hmm. And I think this is also a very interesting scene to have in the season finale because mm-hmm. we are now putting the mayor in the position Joyce was in in the season opener. Yeah. Like the person he considers his child is out there and he doesn't know where and he doesn't know if she's alive or not. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so like, I don't know if it was intentional to kind of bookend the season. With oh, I'm sure it this. was. I'm sure it was. But I mean, it's it's a fabulous choice. Yeah. Credits, still awesome. We return from the credits to the library where Giles and Xander are still at it, awaiting word from Buffy. It seems Xander has located the coffee maker in the teacher's lounge because he brings Giles coffee brewed from the finest Colombian lighter fluid. (laughs) Something Giles says tastes absolutely horrible. Giles, come on. You should know by now. You know, this, so when he says tea is soothing, I wish to be be tense. I think Mary, you maybe, I think Mary, you mentioned this last week when, um, when we're watching back these episodes and you you are reminded of things that you're like, oh my God, I quote that all the time. Uh-huh. And that's yeah. one of the things I quote all the time. Tea is yeah. soothing. I wish to be tense. Exactly. <laughs> Which I'm just like, Giles, I, I guess like it's tea as a whole soothing. So I'm like, if it's about the caffeine, you could just drink Irish breakfast tea. <laughs> because that is he's very caffeine. He's not going to drink Irish breakfast tea. I know. No. He's or going he, to drink sad weak tea. Yes. He needs <laughs> what he what he really needs. What he really needs is the builder's tea. What's the builder's tea? Builder's tea is a very strong like literally the whole thing is about that's what construction workers in oh. England have in their thermoses to take to to take the, when they go out. <laughs> the other thing about tea though is even even when there's a lot of caffeine in tea, like coffee the way the caffeine and coffee hits you is like a sucker punch. It's oh, immediate. Yeah. Oh yeah. And the way, especially <laughs> when, like, especially when you're talking about green tea, like a matcha tea, but tea generally like takes a little bit longer to like get you that high. And especially in the green teas, it stays like a little bit longer. It's not quite the sucker punch that coffee is. Tea like, takes you on a, is tea takes you on a journey. You. Yeah. Tea, tea takes, you takes you on a journey. journey. <laughs> coffee is just designed to like. Later. Oh. To like to like make you feel immediately like, whoo, oh my gosh. <laughs> so yeah, so as Giles tells Xander that like he does not have tea because tea is soothing, Xander tells him that he's ruining a perfectly good cultural stereotype. <laughs> Giles does not even bother to respond, just instructs Xander to look through another of the volumes. He tells them there has to be something, powers, weaknesses, hat size. At this point, he'll take anything. So then he's still batting zero in cricket? Because Xander's <laughs> not ready to let the English culture thing go. That's when Cordelia enters, starting in with purpose and demanding an explanation. For what? <laughs> Wesley, shrugging Xander offers inbreeding. Oh my god. Haha, <laughs> so very funny. Any moment now, Cordy is sure to laugh. She turns her attention onto Giles. She just got off the phone with Wesley. He was so upset he could barely speak. Something about a fight and him leaving the country? Giles basically asks if he's supposed to feel bad about that, saying something about a say remorse. 
And Cordy, being very adult about the whole thing, I will admit, says for Giles to just tell her what is going on. And so he does. He tells her what transpired at the mansion, how Buffy quit the council and will not be working with Wesley from now on. But he's her watcher. Buffy no longer needs a watcher. Okay, but does he have to leave the country? Giles got fired and still hangs around like a big loser. Sorry, Giles has an actual job at the school. Yes, Giles isn't this is just what I thought when she said that. I'm like, he's not hanging around like a big loser. He's employed by the school. And which if is, we if we want to like, think about it, Wesley was already hanging around like a big loser. Right? It's like Wesley looked like the creepy one this whole time because he was employed by a secret society and had no reason to be at the school. In an attempt to turn the conversation to anything else. <laughs> Xander points out how they're kind of trying to stop a massacre. (laughs) Would Cordelia like to help? There's a small beat, and then she says, sure. Removing her wholly unnecessary for May in Southern California coat (laughs) and taking a seat beside Xander. Especially knowing it's like around graduation. So you're like, this is like May or June. Every, that's... There, there are so many inappropriate coats in this series. I love the coats. I, I the love ones the ones that if it's a winter episode, I get it because we can be very dramatic when it drops to like you know seventy. Um. <laughs> but Jackie, can we also ask you about the fireplaces in Southern California? Do you- yeah, I have. There's a lot of them, actually, especially when you're talking about the old Spanish, like Spanish colonial kind of looking buildings. I have no idea why they're there, but there's a <laughs> lot of them. Yeah. I have a fireplace in my house. I do not use it. Yeah, yeah. I still like. I I do still like how they in the the Christmas episode they did light a fire and there was commentary on how hot it was. Right, right, exactly. I know that when you're in some of these beach cities, like and and you're talking about like the old Spanish colonial yeah, houses, yeah. they probably had fireplaces because it gets cold at night. Yes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. When you're when you're in that that situation. Because where, where, where I live, it gets cold at night, too, especially when you're in, like, high desert. It can get cold at night. But, um, but yeah, the people in May with coats on, I'm like, no, just no. Do not want. <laughs> she says that is such a Buffy thing to do. She's always thinking of herself, which is when we check in on Angel, who is not looking good. I just, at all. last week, I'm like, now they're still wiping him with weird, tepid towels. <laughs> down i'm like i was like for you i'm like well they're still using that same tepid wet washcloth <laughs> they probably would have been better with baby wipes yeah i feel like they're just like they're there angel it's, <laughs> i'm imagining I'm, I'm imagining the scene from 30 rock with the broom with the broom yeah. <laughs> oh he doesn't know what's going on. He thinks everyone is Buffy, including Oz. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. might as well just soothe him with a with a nasty ass wet towel. So yes, he kind of sort of comes to. Um, he thinks Willow is Buffy, and so apologizes for saying he was going to leave. Admits that he needs her. Willow tries to make this Lex awkward by occasionally repeating that she's not Buffy. <laughs> Angel finally gets it, muttering a soft willow. And Willow excitedly is all like, yes, Willow. Yes, hello. He asks where Buffy is and Willow tells him not to worry. She'll be back soon. Or so she hopes. She drifts out to the main room where Oz is waiting. 
Any change? Willow tells him he's delirious, that he thought she was Buffy. She then repeats her hope that Buffy gets there soon before saying she feels guilty. Everything's awful. Everything's falling apart. And yet, this is the best night of her life. The best? <laughs> the best. Ah, I love them. I know. I know. Willow has the best relationships on this whole. She does. And like, I I love Tara. I, I am going to wax poetically about Tara starting next season because I love her beyond words. I love Amber Benson. But I, I don't know how people look at these scenes and be like, that was a phase. Yeah. Right. I, right. I don't understand it. Yeah, like, yeah. It, and again, a lot of... Well, because it's the network told uh, told people to tell people that it was a phase. And it's like, you can't do that. It's also... It, it's... It's not just it's not just that there's a lot of younger people watching the show who see it as a phase because you know it, it's it's just the way that fandom works a lot. It is. It is. And I mean, I'm not in any way saying that like Oz is the person she was supposed to end up with. I don't, I honestly looking at her two relationships, I don't know which one would have been better for her in the end, but Oz is definitely the person she's meant to be with right now. Mm -hmm. And and the person who's getting her to like the next point in her life. And we're going to talk about this a little bit at the end because like the mayor's whole speech about journeys. And we're going to talk about the journeys these characters have gone on this far, but I just like this is clearly love. And he yeah. the thing like yeah. the thing about Oz is he brought a lot out of her. And yeah. he let like he his whole thing with her is he loves her. He sees things in her that she didn't see in herself. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing about about relationships that aren't done enough on especially teen media is People who bring out the best in you, people who bring out parts of you that you didn't realize that you have been trying to be like, it is a very important relationship. And a lot of people do try to erase her relationship with him because it's a straight relationship. Yeah, it's it's a hetero relationship, which isn't it's important to her and it has always been important what you just said is like triggering some thoughts in me but i'm like do i want to discuss it now or do i want to save it till we get to tara because i think oz helping willow find who she was and seeing the stuff in her that she couldn't see is why willow is able to do that same thing with tara oh yeah when they and i just absolutely everything's connecting absolutely like she she becomes who she is because of he helped her. Yeah. A lot of times, a lot of times people want to discount the impact that a relationship can have on a person. Unless it's a bad one. Unless it's, unless it's a bad one. Like a lot of people want to like erase how he helped her because like, yes, all of this was inside her, but sometimes you need somebody. And in, in a lot of cases, it's a friendship that brings it out but sometimes you need somebody who loves you in a romantic sense to see that you have more like there is more to you and he never makes it about himself he never makes it about this is what i'm doing for you he is always hyping her up and telling her that she is worthy and that she is more than what she always thought she was He's such a good boss. I, lo- I, I have so many feelings about Oz and the relationship and just how people completely 
try to erase it. I think it. one of the things I like about Oz is that, you know, there's in high school, people so care about like these cliques and these, mm-hmm. these um, categorizations. And he just kind of doesn't care about any of them. No. And, and I think that's like Willow, who was always treated like at the beginning of high school as like, like crap for being nerdy, mm-hmm. starts to learn through Oz that these categorizations don't really matter. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And that was one of the things that I always liked about my high school is we didn't like we didn't have characterization like there there was no there were no cliques like you had people you know, you had the groups of people who were friends with each other. But the nerdy people were also the people that were on the football team. People that were on the football team were also doing the musicals like we had like we had one of those high schools that were just and the only people that were outcasts were the dicks, like the people who actually like like fine you don't want to participate that's cool but like the people who just wanted to be assholes like they were the they were the outcasts they were the people that nobody liked because they were just being jerks one of the things i love about the end of this episode is that you know you have you have all these people these like different groups in sunnydale essentially coming together to like Mm -hmm. defend the school so you see how much more of a community they are than maybe they thought yeah, and by the end, yeah, by and even even like through the process of the of this season, you got to see how they were coming together more and more. Yeah, they kiss, and it's during this kissage that Buffy returns, still a bit in shock. Willow and Oz immediately break apart. Willow saying she just checked on him just now. They've been keeping watch. Did she find Faith? Buffy says nothing, and so they figure she didn't. She's not there after all. Eventually, Buffy speaks, asking how Angel's doing. Oz says he goes in and out, but he thinks the pain is less, which, judging by the way Oz says it, most likely means they're starting to lose him. Buffy asks to be alone with him, and the two head out, Willow promising to find another cure. Heading into the bedroom, Buffy takes a seat on Angel's bed. He seems glad she's there, saying he didn't want to go without seeing her. Buffy says she can cure him, but Angel, he's okay with this. He's ready. Buffy, however, is not okay with that. And has him sit up. He's going to live. How? Drink. She shrugs off her jacket. Drink. Her. Angel's pretty much at nope. Absolutely not. Buffy tells him it's the only way. And with more life than we've seen in him since he got shot, Angel pushes himself out of the bed. Basically telling Buffy to get the hell away from him. She's adamant though. He says it will kill her. And she says maybe not. Not if he doesn't take it all. She's not going to let him die. She can't. The blood of the Slayer is, an o- is the only cure. Angel asks about Faith, and Buffy admits she tried, but she killed her. Then it's over. Because Angel knows a vampire can't drink from the dead. He stumbles out of the bedroom, zigging and zagging as he crashes into all the priceless art Joyce was <laughs> planning to come up by and nab later, especially once she hears he's left town. Because he doesn't seem to be taking anything with him. Catching up with him, Buffy grabs him and tells him it is never over. She will not let him die. Drink. Angel still refuses, and so she hits him. And hits him. Going until she brings out the vampire within. I have a lot of questions about that. And, like, what that says about Angel, his soul, and his self-control. Because, like, if just hitting him and making him go vamp face is enough to get him to bite her, then, yeah, Xander was super right in that we should not trust this guy. I th- yeah, it's... <sighs> 
this is this is one of those things that it's, it's just a plot device. I mean, they need yeah, him, they need him yeah. to drink from her, and they need to find yeah. an excuse. Yeah, it, I I I get it. I get because, it. Like he's been in her Facebook, but around her before, and it's yeah. no problem. I think it's also the fact that she is physically beating on him at this moment. And he's moment. like dying. So. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that might have a uh, something yeah, to do with there's, it. There's, he's been being wiped down with tepid water. He's probably like, <laughs> he probably doesn't smell very good, right? No, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't smell very good. He was poisoned. You know what? I'm gonna and get now. Him. Someone's punching him while he's like poisoned and covered the love, in the, tepid the, water. The love, of his, the love of his afterlife is beating the shit out of him, asking him to feed off of her. He doesn't want to do it. He's just annoyed as fuck right now. Mm-hmm. He's he's delirious. He's thinking yeah. that Oz and Willow are Buffy. So yeah, he's he's definitely not in his best mind. I'm I'm gonna give this one to him right now. She pulls back her shirt and he clamps down, blood trickling down Buffy's shoulders as Angel drinks and drinks. The pair falling to the floor. Buffy reaching for a metal jug and crushing it. I think we all know the implications here. The way Buffy grasps at things, the look on Angel's face, the look on her face, the kick she gives as she succumbs to the blood loss. This is their last moment of intimacy. Eventually, Angel pulls himself off, his normal face returning. He looks over at Buffy, calling her name, but she's out of it, totally unconscious. And so we go to Sunnydale Hospital. Angel running into the ER, Buffy in his arms. He says she needs help, and a nurse directs him to a room with a bed. What happened? She lost a lot of blood. She needs a transfusion. The doctor says Angel found her. Yes. Was she conscious? Yes. Is he sure? Yes. <laughs> so what happened? Something bit her. He doesn't know what. The doctor recommends a rabies treatment along with the transfusion and Angel in his panic rips a part of the door off. Immediately the doctor is alarmed. Have they been doing drugs? <laughs> PCP. <laughs> PCP. They can't help her unless he's straight with them. Angel assures them she's clean. All right, then he needs to wait outside and let them work. He asks about a phone and the doctor tells him right outside. Watching this, I was like all ready to point out the phone like directly behind Angel. Like, buddy, if you just turn around, there's a phone on the wall. But no, no, Angel was I was very excited the- at the 90s of it all being <laughs> that he had to run to a payphone. I was going to say a yeah. payphone. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I just remembered in, um, it's funny because in the, the last episode, um, in the the prom episode, um, she meant Cordelia mentions that her dad took the cell phone, her cell phone away from her, and that yeah. is just the thing. Back in the nineties, very only the rich people, that, yeah, <laughs> really mostly the rich people had cell phones. I think we mentioned this on this before, but at Marion High School, there was a payphone that like it was like. You had to stand around it to wait for your call. Yep. And then everybody was like using it. And, and then sometimes there were random calls on it because we were always waiting for calls by there were our group was like always waiting for calls on the payphone. Mm-hmm. So we would like sometimes get random people calling. We'd be like, sorry, they're not around. And and whenever like when you would be dropped off at the mall, your your mom would make sure that you had a quarter for the payphone. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Our pay- yeah, the payphone in the hall at our school was a very strange phone. So this 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 just clears it up that that he has quarters in his pocket for the payphone. Oh yeah, it was totally <laughs> normal in the nineties. <laughs> but even the even the vampire has <laughs> yeah has to carry around quarters. You got to. Oh. 
We don't get to see who he's calling. However, as we go to the very next room, where another doctor is updating the mayor on Faith's condition. The damage to her kidneys they can repair, but the head trauma, it's severe. Too severe. There's almost no chance she'll regain consciousness. It's a wonder she's even still alive given the blood loss. The mayor is absolutely devastated by this news, going to Faith's side, brushing her hair away, telling her it's her day, as if that will magically make her wake up. And I, I do not know what was wrong with me Thursday morning because You're I full, full on ugly cried when yeah. like he was talking to her. And I just, I feel so bad for him. I understand he's about to try to eat people. I know. I feel so bad for him. I did, but that's yeah. when you write a good villain. You show that because mm-hmm. like, <clears throat> you know, it, when a well-rounded villain is a good villain. That's all I'm Oh, yeah. Say. The nurse from earlier comes in telling the doctor that there's another young girl who just came in, that she also has blood loss, and that the other doctor needs him to assist. Overhearing that, the mayor wonders, could it be? Walking into the next room, the mayor sees that the other girl is indeed Buffy, and so puts his hand over her mouth, hoping to smother her in her sleep. Seeing this, the nurse tries to pull (laughs) him off, but he's not budging, and so she calls for security. no point everyone's like why is the mayor trying to murder someone murder this teenage girl this is so sunnydale that people no one's like hey the mayor he's trying to murder someone (laughs) but before they can arrive angel returns grabbing the mayor and pulling him off he wouldn't do that why not he's done worse murderous little fiend did he see what she did to his faith Angel tells him, yeah, he has no plans to weep over that one. And the mayor tells him he better make plans. He better prepare for a whole host of weeping because misery loves company. And he's going to make sure to share that with Angel and his whore. Mayor Wilkins, (laughs) I get that you're upset, but what did we say to Giles a couple episodes ago about setting an example? Well, you know what? His faith, his faith is in trouble. So yeah, you know, he's mad. Angel's had just about enough by that point and throws the mayor across the room. As he gets up laughing, the mayor comments about how someone's been eating his spinach. By now, a group has gathered, but the mayor tells them not to be concerned. Show's not over, but there's going to be a brief intermission. As the mayor begins to leave, he tells Angel that he's not going to want to miss the second act. Lots of surprises. Angel says he'll be there. I love that line. And I I love the meta nature of that line because Mm -hmm. obviously the massive battle is in the second half of the episode. Right. Yeah. With a look towards Buffy, Angel goes to wait in the hall, wait for Giles and the others to arrive as duh, Angel totally called Giles or called Joe and asked him to run over to tell Giles. It's hard to tell with Angel. (laughs) Giles immediately asks how Buffy is and Angel says she's okay. She's sleeping. Oz says, well, he looks a lot better. Did Faith, Faith's out of the picture. Buffy put her in a coma. And Buffy cured him. Made him. I do love how Angel is quick to throw Buffy under the bus. Mm-hmm. This was not love, my idea. <laughs> I also oh, yeah, love just, that. Well, because he sees how uncomfortable it is. It's like everybody's looking at him. They're like, dude, we know like you're better. So what's the deal? I One of the things, though, that that I like, I don't even really see it as throwing her under the bus. She made that decision. Mm. One just like a decision that she knew wasn't going to turn out, turn out well for her. So like, yes. Yeah. He's like, Oh no, 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 not my fault. But also this was her choice to make. And, and also so much of what happens to Buffy is her having to react to things and, 
things being taken out of her control. This was something that she chose to do. This right. was her choice. Right. I really don't think the group cares about that. Because Giles... Because, yeah, because yeah. everybody in that group is there primed to like love Buffy and be annoyed with Angel. So they're just like... Yeah. They're just like, what have you done to our yeah, Buffy? Yeah, on the outside. On, on the outside, yeah. Like that, yeah. you know... It was like, no, that was her decision, but yeah. Because <laughs> Giles seriously looks like he's considering staking Angel. Yeah. As he says, he fed off Buffy. How much? She's going to live. Is she going to be a vampire? Because <laughs> after dealing with her own vampire self, Willow clearly has concerns. <laughs> no, she didn't feed off him. Xander also looks ready to stake him. And he says, it's good to know that when the chips are down and everything looks grim, that Angel will feed off the girl he loves to save himself. Angel doesn't even try to defend himself. And Giles tells Angel he better go. They'll watch over Buffy. He doesn't want to leave her. Giles, however, is adamant. The sun will be up soon. Of course, we all know that's just an excuse. Giles Mm -hmm. is pissed. Yeah. And doesn't want Angel anywhere near him or Buffy at this moment. As he leaves, Xander says, gee, sure gonna miss him when he's gone. And at first I thought Giles scolds him. But no, because I turned on the captions and all Giles says is, let's go see how Buffy's doing. (laughs) Which is, it's interesting, at least to me, (laughs) because like, yes, Angel's going to show up at the battle and he and Buffy are going to have their, have a conversation later. Um, But for all intents and purposes, he and Buffy's last moment together alone was this moment of extreme intimacy. Mm Because I mean, like for a vampire, it doesn't get more intimate. Right, Mm -hmm. right. But as far as the greater group is concerned, this last conversation basically like severs Angel's connection to them. Mm-hmm. Like to Giles and Xander, he crossed a line. And yeah, I know people will say like, you know, Xander's never liked him anyway, but I will remind you all that like Xander's first introduction to vampires was them kidnapping one best friend and turning the other. So like, it's not just Xander, it's also Giles. Giles who like normally thinks very rationally, but he feels some way about all of this. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think it's a very interesting, like, Buffy and Angel versus Angel in the group for what is essentially their last interactions. Yeah. In the dreamscape, Buffy wanders around Faith's apartment, which is in the process of being packed up, clothes and such in cardboard boxes. A cat jumps on the bed and Buffy says, who's going to look after him? It's a she. And Faith thought those things were supposed to take care of themselves. A higher power guiding the way. Pretty sure that's not what she meant. Buffy says there was something she was supposed to be doing. Oh yeah, miles to go, little Miss Muffet. Counting down from 730. Great riddles. <laughs> Eighth apologizes then, saying, it's her head. Lots of new stuff. They're never going to fix this, are they? For a moment, we see a flash of the unconscious Faith, and the conversation continues. What about her? Scar tissue. It fades. It all fades. Another flash, this time with the bloody knife in Buffy's hand. She wants to know the deal? Human weakness. Never goes away. Even his. Buffy wonders if this is her mind or Faith's. And Faith? She's not sure. <laughs> Looking towards the clock, she tells Buffy that it's about that time. Buffy asks where she's going to put all her things. She's not. They're Buffy's now. She can't use all this. Then just take what she needs. She ready? Faith reaches out to touch Buffy's face as Buffy wakes up in her hospital room. Despite having extreme blood loss, she is hooked up <laughs> to no machines. <laughs> No IV, no nothing. And so just gently gets out of bed and goes to find Faith. She kisses her forehead, her own way of apologizing, of wishing things could be different. And then she's off. I love that. I saw it as actually as a thank you. 
you know, I can see because, that too. Yeah, yeah. Because because she basically gives her the information on how to kill the mayor. Um, and yeah. but you know, it could be that too. There there's an element of of like I wish you know things could be different. But I saw this as like you know, thanks for giving me that information. Yeah, I mean, I, it's definitely a moment that's up for interpretation. But I think we can all agree it's it's a very nice moment between them. Yes. And whatever's being yes. conveyed, it's a very positive moment um but the funny thing is when they when they went to faith in the bed and like they just fixate on her for a minute i was like back in the day did anyone else think she was gonna like wake up oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but no sadly okay I, so so the dream you gotta yes, you gotta yes. break so down you, the dream. you gotta talk about the dream that is literally my next paragraph yeah so looking back we now know that this dream is foreshadowing two things about season five yep uh buffy's death 730, the season mm-hmm. five finale being two years or 730 days away. And Dawn. Yep. As the whole Miss Muffet imagery will be used to describe her in multiple season five episodes. The other thing I want to say <clears throat> about this from, from like an inside perspective is that the way television contracts are set up are that the main cast, generally speaking, I mean, this is changing a little bit because of... Um, because of SVOD or, you know, like plat- what we call SVOD, it's just platforms like Netflix, HBO Max, Apple Plus, that sort of thing. Um, generally, in traditional TV, you have the main cast for five years. So if the network wants to keep going, they usually have this five-year period guaranteed. And then there's two optional years after that. So they can pick up the options on the cast for seasons six or seven, and then everybody has to fully renegotiate their contracts. This is how it was like set up in in the time of Buffy. So they knew probably at the time that they had these five seasons in the bag so they could plan out everything until the end of season five, which is probably why they, they were planning on killing Buffy because it could either be the end or it could be something picked up. And then as we know, uh, you know, the UPN got the series for the for what we call the optional two seasons. So so I I found this, you know, for the audience, if they don't know, like, how can you plan this far in advance? It's like this is what you know from the contracts that you have, that this is how much time you have. But SVOD's a little bit different because the seasons are now, you know, shorter um, and people are getting a little bit more creative with a cast. Cause like you have now like some big movie actors being in some of these things, you know? So there's contracts are a little bit different than they were for traditional television. That's super interesting. I love, I love the insider knowledge that we get from Jackie. And I know today is like Netflix's day to like drop all their like information. Like a lot of like the Bridgerton trailers mm-hmm. and shorts and stuff are coming Oh yeah. Out they're today. doing a, a series about, the queen from Bridgerton. Oh, I love that. It's really cool. I love her. I love her. Yeah. Yes. Back in her clothes, Buffy finds the others in the hallway. Buffy, is she okay? How is she feeling? Buffy asks if Angel's there and Oz said he had to go, you know, because of the sun. Buffy says, get him. Get everyone. Is something going on? She's ready. Ready for what? War. It's such a small moment, but it's such a good moment. Because the moment she says bore, you get that little feeling of like, yeah. 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 Yep. Even more so like when you know what's coming and you know what she means by everyone. Yep. 
the high school, everything is set and ready for graduation. Snyder putting the finishing touches, making sure the diplomas are there on the table. And you can see on his face that he feels it. Like Mm. he knows something Mm -hmm. is coming. In the library, Buffy finishes telling the others her plan before asking, is she crazy? Willow says that crazy is just such a strong word. But Giles, he's not ready to rule it out just yet. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't think it can be done. He didn't say that. He might, but not yet. Cordelia doesn't think it's possible to come up with a crazier plan. They attack the mayor with hummus. She stands corrected. Oz says he's just trying to keep things in perspective. Anyway, what Cordelia was getting to is that it's really the only plan. And it's Buffy's plan. And she's slay gal. Little Miss likes to fight. So Xander says he's pretty sure there was a yay vote in there somewhere. Buffy says she's going to need everyone on board, especially Xander. He's kind of the key figure there. He? Him? Okay. Pride. Humility. And oh, the mind-numbing fear. What does he have to do? Does he remember any of his military training for when he became soldier guy? (gasps) Oh, rocket launcher? Buffy says sadly a rocket launcher isn't going to get it done this time. It took a whole volcano to take out the last one. Giles then points out that a lot of this plan is dependent upon her being able to control the mayor. Faith says that Faith told her to play on his human weakness. Faith told her? Willow is confused. Is that before or after she put her in a coma? After. (laughs) I love it that Buffy says after and Willow's like, what? <laughs> yeah, that did not help Willow's yeah. confusion <laughs> at all. His human weakness. Yes. And that is... Buffy just looks at Giles. She's in charge here. She does all the planning, even though she's not at her best. And Giles gets it. They need to think. <laughs> Oz says Angel hung out with him the most. Is there anything he's afraid of? He's not crazy about germs. Great! Cordelia says they'll attack him with germs. <laughs> awesome. Buffy says they'll get him in a corner and sneeze on him. No, no, no. <laughs> See, they get a container of the Ebola virus. <laughs> I love this. And you also have to know how like big of a news thing the yes. Ebola virus was yeah. in the 90s. Yeah, like to have to have Ebola be the go-to at that right. point was very appropriate. It doesn't even really have to be the Ebola virus. It could just be a box that says Ebola on it. So they'll get this box and they'll chase him with the box. Xander's starting to lean towards the hummus offensive. (laughs) Oz says he'll never see it coming. (laughs) It's a very Scooby-Doo type of moment. Bless, Bless your heart, Cordelia. But also I love the fact that Buffy mentioned the military training. Yes. No, I mean, we love that. We love a good callback. We love and that. We've been talking, we've been talking about that mm-hmm. since it happened. Yeah. That's when Angel says Faith. Faith? Angel tells them about the hospital, about how the mayor was out of his mind with worry and grief. She's his weak link. As he's talking, Wesley skulks into the library. Buffy says she can work with the Faith thing, and Wesley tells her she doesn't have too long. Oh, hey, Mr. State's the obvious. Buffy tells him the council is not welcome there. She has no time for orders. But if she needs someone to scream like a girl, she'll give him a call. He's not there for the council. He just wants to help. Something Cordelia says is so classy. (laughs) Isn't he just so classy? Buffy admits it's a start. So there is something he can do besides scream like a girl? She says there's plenty. 
Chores for everyone. She starts to lay out the plan and we shift to the mayor doing the exact same. Yeah, I love this. Mm -hmm. The transformation will begin at 3.28 p.m. Right at the end of his speech, which he is actually sad the vampires will be missing because he feels it speaks to every one of them. (laughs) After all, he's been working on it for over 100 years. It has to be good. The kids will try to run, of course, and that's why he'll need them in flanking position. But the sun, not a problem. Because as Wesley reminds us, darkness will follow the transformation, day becoming night. An eclipse, standard procedure for an ascension, and something that will allow Angel to be part of the battle. He and Xander are going to need to work together. Can they handle that? Xander says he's still key guy though, right? Right. Okay then. Then Angel, in his non-key guy capacity, can work with him. (laughs) Angel is just thrilled about this, really. Xander says he's still talking. And Buffy tells him, no, no, go on, start bickering. That's really going to work out good for them. As she heads up into the stack, she tells the two of them that they're like little old ladies. <laughs> She's not wrong. Back with the mayor, he shows the vampires where to come up out of the sewers. The key thing is containment. He's going to need to feed, sustain the change. What does that mean? No feeding. If he sees blood on the lips, it's a trip to the woodshed for them. <laughs> Sorry. Did the mayor just threaten to spank all the vampires? I just. I no, know. I was thinking woodshed, like, you know. With stab them all. Stab them with, yeah, stake them. Okay, because, like. But it I was is thinking more like Fargo, like putting someone through a wood chipper. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. See, the way I read it is the way, like, in all old timey things, when, like, little Billy misbehaves, we're going to take a trip out to the woodshed. Yeah, yeah. I, I think oh. it's the combination of his weird old timey thing and also that he... The vampires die by staking. By staking. So I think okay. it does See, have... Makes, that actually makes a yeah. lot of sense. I was just yeah. like, Mayor Wilkins. Yeah, I think it's... He would it's a, them and then stab them. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think it's, you know, yes, we're going to take them out to the woodshed. But it's also because they're vampires, their punishment is going to be staking. There we go. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so it is is a combination of, you know, the two things. (laughs) Okay. Kill. Don't feed. Talking to Willow and Oz, Buffy asks, how's the volcano detail going? Oz thinks they can work it out. Fun with chemistry. Xander says he can get the materials, but who's going to stoke it up? Buffy turns to Giles. He up for it? He supposes it should be him. It's only fitting in a grotesque fashion. Farewell, library. (laughs) You will be missed. I feel like we've said farewell to this library several times now. Oh, this time is the true time. Yeah, this time is the for real time. This time we know that it is going to be going bye-bye. She leaves and we see the vampires and mayor also leaving. The mayor reminding them to be fast and brutal. It's going to be a whole new world come nightfall. Don't want to weaken now. And boys, watch the swearing. Excuse, sir, where was that attitude like two scenes ago? Right. Back at the school, Xander heads through the halls searching out Harmony. Grabbing her arm, he says he needs to talk to her for a sec. In front of other people? Saying nothing, he just pulls her off. Willow catches up with Percy in the school cafeteria. Does he look stupid in his robe? He looks great. She needs to talk to him. Cordelia is helping Wesley pack away all the library books. Well, at least we know those will be safe. Every so often, Wesley will stop and look her way as if going to say something before returning to the books. Eventually, though, he does say her name. Yes? When all this is over, should they prevail, he will be going back to England. Saddened, Cordelia goes back to what she was doing. She knows. With Buffy no longer working for the council, there's really no place for him there. She guesses not. 
no reason to stay. No. As they're talking, they are now moving closer to one another, inching ever so slowly. Wesley taking his glasses off. No cause to hope that he might be needed or wanted. Eventually, they're face to face and Wesley leans down to kiss her. You kind of realize how this is going to turn out from like how very awkward and forced the buildup seems to be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But still, they kiss for a moment before stopping, looking at one another. Then they try again, but no, no, it's just not working. Cordy tells him, good luck in England. (laughs) And he says he'll drop her a line sometime. Then they're back to packing books. I I love how realistic this is because a lot of, you know, all the times in these like teen dramas and and Buffy does this too, where it's like you have these characters who are drawn to each other and then they kiss and then it's beautiful. And it's like, there are also awkward human interactions. So I appreciated this whole like, will they or won't they? And then they kiss and they're like, oh yeah, we are not compatible. Yeah. Yeah. Outside, Larry and Jonathan help to unload bags of fertilizer. It is fertilizer, right? Yeah. I don't know. I think it's fertilizer you use. Yeah. From Oz's van. Willow tells them to put those with the others and not touch anything. What do they do then? Nothing. Relax. Okay. (laughs) Larry says the coast is clear and the two take off. Inside the van, Willow says, that's it then. Is she nervous? Only in the slightly terrified way. It's fine. Oz tells her they're going to make it through this. Is he sure? Does he sound sure? He does. Well, then he must be sure. Willow wants to know if that's his non-committal way of not answering the question. <laughs> he just smiles. <laughs> he just smiles and leans in to kiss her. How long till graduation? A little while. Yeah, they're going to do it in the van. Then why not? Because, you know, they yeah. might be done hey, in a few hours. Right. Buffy's returned to the library, now carrying something wrapped in a towel. Hmm. Wonder what that could be. Angel asks if she got what she needed, and she says she did. And she looks over the weapons. And she says, that's not going to be enough. Giles is getting more. How is she? She heals fast, like him. So are they sure everyone's good with their... Angel tells her he's not going to say goodbye. If they get through this, he's just going to go. Does she understand? Buffy is gutted. Absolutely devastated. But she nods. Seeing that look, Angel tries to explain. There's just too much to... Buffy raises her hand, motioning for him to stop. She can't hear this, not when she needs to be concentrating on the battle at hand. And so they stand there in painfully awkward silence. More, more painful awkwardness. Until Angel leaves and Buffy looks down at the item she went to fetch. Faith's dagger. Graduation! This this is it, folks. We're, we're We're getting down to the wire. Music plays as the students file in. Taking her seat, Buffy looks around trying to locate the others in the crowd. This is a pretty small graduation class for a public school. Well, a lot of them already died, so. Well, I, again, Sunnydale is supposedly a small school, and two, mm-hmm. even though they have the lowest mortality rate, they still have a mortality mm-hmm. rate. <laughs> and have lost some people along the way. The students all sit, and Snyder approaches the mic, congratulating them and telling them that they have more or less proved to be adequate. I love that line. He's like Snyder till the very end. Also, this is a time of celebration. So sit still and be quiet. He tells someone to spit out their gum before introducing their distinguished guest speaker, the mayor. Apparently someone has thoughts on this because Snyder says he saw that gesture and to see him after the ceremony. Oh, Snyder. 
As the mayor takes the podium, Willow and Oz rush in, Willow sliding next to Buffy. Yeah, though, they were doing it. Mm-hmm. As she puts her cap on, she asks, did they miss it? Did they fight? At the podium, the mayor remarks, what a great day it is. What a special day. Because it is Sunnydale Centennial, the 100th anniversary of its founding. I feel this should have come up more. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. Graduation was also coinciding with the 100th anniversary of the founding of Sunnydale. Yeah. But maybe that would have made it too obvious that that was Ascension Day. Yeah. 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 Because I think I guess we'll. we'll yeah. Yeah. I that. think if they would have, I think if they would have talked about it more, it would have been like, oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This makes sense. And he knows what that means to them. Not a darn thing. (laughs) Because for them, today is about something much more exciting, important. Today, they all graduate from high school. The pain, the work, the excitement. It's all over. What's a hundred years of history compared to that? As he continues, we go to Buffy, who's just appalled. He's going to do the whole speech. Willow says to just ascend already. (laughs) And Buffy mutters, evil but the mayor is still going because maybe they all have a place in sunnydale's history whether they like it or not it's been a long road getting there for them for sunnydale there's been achievement joy good times but there's also been grief loss some people should who should be here today aren't yeah like jesse (laughs) yeah the mayor however is obviously talking about faith you can Mm -hmm. see that on his face still they're all there at the journey's end And what is a journey? Is it just distance traveled, time spent? No, it's what happens on the way. It's the things that shape you. At the end of the journey, you're not the same. Today is about change. Graduation doesn't just mean your circumstances change. It means you do. You ascend to a higher level. Nothing will ever be the same. Nothing. And then it starts. The eclipse begins, plunging Sunnydale into darkness as the mayor begins convulsing. Still, he tries to finish his speech, talking about looking back. But Buffy and Willow, they're taking off their caps, preparing, waiting, as is everyone else. Eventually, it becomes too much and the mayor can no longer continue. Letting out a scream, he says, it's begun. His destiny. It's a little sooner than he thought. He had a whole section coming up about (laughs) civic pride. But he guesses instead, they'll skip to the big finish. The 90s CGI takes over Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, so 90s. The mayor beginning his physical transformation, skin tearing as he morphs into this giant snake demon thing looming over the ceremony. The students stand, the parents slash faculty begin to flee as as at the bottom of the steps, a horde of vampires gather. But though they're standing, the students don't run. They just watch. Until Buffy gives the signal. Now! Caps and ropes come off to reveal weapons. Crosses, stakes, knives, axes strapped to every student. A literal army ready to defend their town and each other. Buffy calls for the flame units and Larry, Willow, and several others hit the mayor with flamethrowers. Xander then orders the first wave to attack. Harpoons and crossbow bolts are launched in the mayor's directions. All to keep him contained. He eats someone. (laughs) And Snyder, Snyder finds this unacceptable. Some students do try to bow out only to be met with the vampires as Xander yells for everyone to close ranks. Oz tries to get his attention because vampires, that's when he orders the bowmen to take arms. 
raining flaming arrows down upon the approaching vampires. And damn, the student body has some good aim. I was going to yeah. say, like, is there an archery team at some There must that be. We didn't know yeah. about. As the mayor advances, Buffy orders everyone to fall back. The vampires try to retreat away from the arrows, but they're met by Percy, Angel, Wesley, and several other students, all armed with stakes and holy water. Back in the front, Larry's flamethrower runs out and he grabs a spear. However, the mayor's new tail picks him up and drops him. And yes, the captions do say a cracking sound is heard. So sadly, that is the end of Larry. Aww. But he went out like a hero. Good job, Larry. He did. Good job. Good job, everyone. Yes. Good Good job, team. Even Snyder, who is not having it. He is not about this demon thing. This is not orderly. This is not disciplined. The mayor is on his campus. And when he says he wants quiet, the mayor eats Snyder. <sighs> R.I.P. Oh, R.I.P. Snyder. <laughs> oh, Samantha's gonna... We'll wait for the series of Samantha. Yep. Poor baby. She's going to go back to Sunnydale and get revenge. Yep. Buffy orders everyone to fall back. Move back. She calls to Xander, who tells everyone to switch to hand-to-hand mode. She then tells Willow to go. Willow wishes her luck, and Buffy prepares to make her move. Down below, they're still waiting on the vamps. But as the arrows have stopped, one of the vamps orders them to get the kids. Not happening. As they are met by a literal wave of students all armed and ready to fight. We do see Harmony get bit, but as we know, she's going to be just fine. Well, she's going to be a vampire. (laughs) She does well for herself as a vampire. She gets minions, and then she gets a job. Yeah. Like, Harmony lives her best vampire life. She took (laughs) Joe's, she's going to take Joe's lessons to heart. Yeah, once, uh, once, once she is done with being around Spike, who's, you know. Blondie bear. Yeah. Spike is not very good for her. No. Jonathan launches himself at a vampire and Xander tells the right flank to close in before reminding Jason and Doug that they are the right flank. Cordy, Oz, they're all in the thick of it. Poor Wesley, though. He's on the ground and in need of some help. So two things. Um, Somewhere in this fight, you see Cordy cower behind Jonathan for a moment that, according to Danny, that was Charisma's idea. Uh, Danny, oh. in an interview, said that she suggested that, as of course, by this time she knew she was leaving for Angel, and the two never really got to share much screen time. Hmm. And two, this is, and this surprised me, this is the first time we see Cordelia actually stake a vampire. Because she wanted to. And that was another request specifically by Charisma. Mm-hmm. Because she was leaving. And so she was like really into being one of the people who staked one of the vampires on screen. And the creator, of course, obliged. Yeah, I, I, I do love Cordy hiding, like crouching down, hiding with Jonathan. <laughs> mm-hmm. Back near the stage, Buffy calls out to the mayor, showing him Faith's dagger. Remember this? She took it from Faith right after she slid it into her gut. Smooth. Just like butter. Does he want to get it back? Dick. I love the double meaning of that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He screams and she takes off running right into the school and towards the library where all the bags of fertilizer have been set. A bomb. A makeshift volcano. And the mayor slithered right into it. Something he realizes just a second too late. Buffy launches herself out the window as the mayor gives an, oh gosh. Then Giles is pressing down on the detonator and bam, no more library, no more school, no more mayor. We skip to the aftermath. 
Cops, EMTs, firefighters, all milling about, checking on students, checking the building. Wesley gets reeled off. Oh, I do want to mention, I forgot I forgot to mention that uh, apparently people in the neighborhood of Torrance were so angry at this whole, because they had to, you know, do explosions and fire and everything. Yeah. They were like really mad at the show. Yeah, so they had to film that at like 5 a.m., Mm-hmm. They made so much noise. They were um, banned from Torrance. <laughs> so it's probably a good thing they, you know, busted up the school. Yeah. Oh, Wesley gets wheeled off towards an ambulance as he asks about something for the pain. Because <laughs> it hurts. A lot. Maybe he could just be knocked unconscious? Xander and Buffy wander amid the activity and Xander says they got off pretty cheap, all things considering. Buffy agrees. As they walk, it's clear she's looking around for a certain someone. And so Xander tells her he made it through. So maybe he just took off. I love Xander. I know. But we're going to talk about Xander a lot in a second. So he starts to wander off and Giles tells him, good job, before he himself goes to check on Buffy. Is she all right? She's tired. He imagines so. It's been a couple of days. And she says she hasn't processed everything yet. Her brain isn't really functioning on the higher levels. Fire bad tree pretty. Fire bad tree pretty. It's pretty That's another line I say a lot. Exactly. Yeah. We invert it because of like panda's allergies and stuff. It's always a tree bad fire pretty. Yeah. But we do do that. Yeah. <sighs> Giles tells her that's all understandable. But once her brain is working again to congratulate it on another brilliant campaign. Very well done. She thanks him and Giles says he ferreted something out of the wreckage. It may not interest her, but he thinks she earned it. He then hands her her diploma. Giles, did you get anyone else's? Yeah. Like Xander, Willow, Oz, I think they, Cordelia, they all earned theirs too. Well, maybe that was the only one he could find. Okay. Okay. Because he said he managed to dig it out. So maybe it just happened to be the only one. Okay. Looking back at the school, Giles says there's a certain dramatic irony attached to all of it. A synchronicity that borders on predestination. Looking at him, Buffy repeats, fire bad, bad, tree tree pretty. pretty. She's not... She can't process his deep thoughts right now. Of course. He's going to go and see about Wesley. See if he's still whimpering. For a moment, Buffy just stands there, gripping her diploma. And then she sees him, standing across the way. Angel. For a moment, the two just look at each other. One last long look. And then he's gone, off into the fog, departing as dramatically as he arrived. A little ways off, Cordy joins Willow, Oz, and Xander. Well, that was the most fun one could have without actually having any fun. <laughs> what about the part where they kicked Major Demon ass? She didn't hate that. Here, here. Buffy joins then. Did they want to take off? She thinks they've pretty much done everything they can. <laughs> Cordy's for it. Willow asks Buffy if she's okay, and yeah, she's okay. She needs sleep, though. If someone could just wake her when it's time to go to college, that would be great. <laughs> she sits beside Willow, and Oz says for them to just... Take a moment. They survived. Buffy says it was one hell of a battle. No, not the battle. High school. High school. They're taking a moment and they're done. (laughs) As they walk off, they say school's done. And Willow wonders, why do demons even come here? Don't they know how bad they are? (laughs) As they head off, the camera pans down to a charred Sunnydale High 1999 yearbook. Mm. The end. (sighs) Fun fact, they actually produced a Sunnydale High yearbook as a tie-in to this episode. Yes. I have a copy somewhere. Yeah, I have a copy too. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's not with my other Buffy books, but I've seen it since I've moved into this house. 
So I think it accidentally got stuffed in a comic box. So like, it's literally like somewhere to the right of me. I just don't know where. <laughs> uh, yeah, so let's talk about Xander and the mayor's speech and the ways I think the whole Joni metaphor applies to the Scoobies because it does. Um, Xander, I know we say this all the time. We just said it again. I love, love, love that we keep going back to Xander's military Mm know-how, that he mm -hmm. was a key player in this because it was an actual battle with units and synchronized movements. I mean, Buffy called it a war. And what do you need in a war? You need a soldier. Yep. And I just, uh, I love how Xander's always the key element of a season finale. And it's it's a motif that we're going to continue to see moving forward. And as much as he doesn't love Angel, he's always there for Buffy. Yep. Mm-hmm. He was there during amends. He's there now telling her that, like, yes, he's safe. He got out. But the mayor's speech. The journey these characters have gone on, and they're not done yet. Buffy started out running from her destiny, declaring herself retired, and here she is commanding her own destiny, owning it to the point where she has surpassed the council. Willow's grown from that mousy girl in the jumper to a badass demon-fighting witch. She's moved on from her childhood crush to a real relationship. Oz underwent an actual transformation, (laughs) becoming a werewolf. Bitten by his cousin. Oh, Jordy. Oh, Jordy. See, we need, we need, um, we need Sam and Jordy to meet. Yes, Sam and Jordy are going to be friends. Yes. Okay. I'm going to start like planning this like now. Damn it. Cordy's no longer the mean girl telling everyone that Buffy's insane. She's staking vampires, embracing the fight, and she's going to go on to get even deeper in the fight in Angel. And Xander, no more skateboarding slacker. He's key guy. Nothing will ever be the same for them, for any of the students that survived, because they know the truth of their town. What's out there, they're ready to fight it. And, and that's just, that's what makes this show so amazing and mm-hmm. absolutely wonderful and what keeps it relevant some 25 years later. Mm-hmm. yeah and it's just oh like i season three is not like my favorite season a couple of key episodes obviously gingerbread band candy the zeppo but like i forgot like just watching this episode how like how the end of it just makes you feel yeah, yeah. and it it's a great it's also a great closure for the end of their high school to where they're going to be going it's, mm-hmm. it's a, and even if the other thing is, even if there wasn't a season four, if for some reason they only got three seasons, this would be a great way to end it. Yeah. Like this would be, this would be a fine finale. It would. And like, it's definitely, like we said, like you just said, it's definitely like, there's no going back. Like this is closing off this chapter of their lives. Mm-hmm. Right. Even though we will go back to the charred remains of the school later. But technically, no going back. I just, ugh. But yeah, no, that, that, that's it. That's it. Yeah, not- it was a really nice closure on the, on the high school years. It was a really nice closure on the high school years. <sighs> all right. I mean, that's that, that's ju- not just for this week, but for the season. Yep. Um, thank you all for listening. Uh, join us next time. We're going to do our season debrief. We'll go over the highs and lows of the season, as well as let you know our hiatus plans and when you can expect us to be back for season four. Until then, Kathy and her evil toenails. With evil Kathy and her evil toenails. I have a feeling Jackie will probably want to talk about Kathy. (laughs) I love talking about Kathy. Oh, Kathy. I think (laughs) that actress liked playing her too. Until then, check out our various social media channels, all of which will be listed in the show notes. And if you like the show and you want to let us know it, you can subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. 
or write to us directly at thewatchersdiaries at gmail.com. Bye! Bye!